Welcome to the Positivity Boss Podcast, a podcast for young, ambitious women who are becoming the best versions of themselves through positive mindset and positive habits. I'm your host, Nika Moini. I am the Positivity Boss and owner of a brand with a mission to help young women rediscover their self-worth through mindset work. Thanks for being here, and let's get right into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Positivity Boss podcast. Today, we have an exciting guest, Rosella Lefevre, who is a self-compassion coach, and she is going to tell us a little bit about her story and give us some really great advice. So, hey, Rosella. Hey, Nika. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for being here. So, why don't you tell us a little about how you got to where you are today? Sure. So, uh, as you mentioned, I'm a self-compassion coach, and it's been a winding road that brought me here. Um, and there's, of course, there's so many different details, and I'm trying to edit in my head as I talk to give you a short but really great answer. <laughs> um, so I, let's see, I know your your listeners are in they're teenagers, right? So they're in high school and in college. Um, so I guess I'll start with, I went to school for journalism. I went to uh, Temple University. I was freelancing and actually even getting paid to freelance right while I was in school. And then I graduated in uh, May, 2013. And from there, within the next year, I went through several different life-changing experiences uh i ended up taking a job part-time at a pr agency and that was something that set me on this path um toward really claiming like my entrepreneurial capacity i had not realized before that that journalism when you're at least when you're freelancing that that is really an entrepreneurial pursuit. Um, I hadn't realized that. <laughs> and in that position, I hadn't felt in my power to really command like the fees that I felt were right or um, really just the, the sort of treatment that I thought was right as someone providing a service. And then I was at the PR agency and I was watching how they were handling their clients and something just sparked in me and I was like, I could provide service to clients, like my own clients, at such a, a higher level. Like I could be, I would be so much nicer to my clients. <laughs> um, so that sparked me on this on this path. I started taking on marketing consulting clients, and I was basically serving anyone who had any marketing need whatsoever. And I uh, ended up feeling pretty burnt out and realized that I had to change my approach to my business. And at this time, I was like in a bunch of these Facebook groups that had women entrepreneurs and especially a lot of coaches. And so I started to look at coaching as a possibility for myself. And I ended up, you know, finally, after a while, claiming the title of coach. I was like, okay, I'm a coach. And then from there, it was a journey of really living that and embodying that. And um, grateful to say I'm here now and I'm serving people. And I've really found the area in which I'm 
most excited to and feel most capable of creating real lasting change for the women that I work with. And so, as you mentioned, that is in the area of self-compassion. I, through all of the ups and downs of my entrepreneurial journey and some family drama that I had going on, um, learning to love myself and accept myself and like let every little part of me and who I was and how I do things be okay was such a needed step. It was the work that really needed to happen for me to start flourishing. And so I'm excited to bring that to other women and help other women access that for themselves. Mm -hmm. And at what point did you realize that this like self-compassion work was what you needed to work on specifically? So that's a fantastic question, which I don't really have like a straightforward answer. Mm -hmm. um, it was, for me, it was, a, it was just this journey that's like, um, so I believe I have a higher self that guides me through life, right? I believe you have one as well and that every, mm -hmm. every woman and man listening to this has a higher self. And so I feel like my higher self was guiding me through this work and I was accessing teachers and I was working with healers and coaches you know who are helping me directly or indirectly and um, it really solidified as like that's the concept of like you know all the work that I was doing was this work on self-compassion I think that really started to form in my head only a few months ago and I'm actually just in this past month uh, because I've been working with a new coach myself I've accepted like that this is my um i want to say mantle that this is like the work that i meant to do uh, mm -hmm. so it's a fairly newer part of my journey but like the theme has always been there if that makes sense right um and i guess you know for the people listening maybe they feel that they too have been through some of these struggles and really trying to figure out uh, what they're meant to be doing and how to do it. Um, what would you say, like, when did you know that it was right to hire a coach? And like for the young woman listening, like, do you think that they should go through that route? Or um, how do you think they should really approach that idea of trying to figure out what they're meant to be doing? Awesome. So I feel like that's almost two questions and I'll explain mm -hmm. why. Um, I well, I guess I love two questions, but like in my head, there are almost two separate things. Um, so if you want to learn what it is that you're meant to do, my first response to you is you have some inkling, like, and there's a matter of just giving yourself permission to, to explore the inkling. So um, for me, like, in a sense, I've always been a coach. I've always been the person who like, I mean, even before I'd ever had a boyfriend, I had classmates asking me, like, how do you get a boyfriend? And, like, how do you get a guy interested? <laughs> like, all that stuff, right? So <laughs> I've always sort of had that. And um, and so look at what what have you always been asked to do for other people or what has always lit you up? And then ask, it's almost like, um, prayer. I don't, maybe your listener will, listeners will be comfortable with that. Um, I know some people are not comfortable with prayer, but it's sort of just like saying to the universe or your higher self or God, like, 
I think I know a little bit about, you know, what I'm meant to do. Can you please show me the way? And so you just begin to explore. And I mean, while I mentioned that I had burnout from the marketing consulting work I was doing, I don't regret it at all because it showed me so much about myself and and every little thing, even in the every moment when I was like, I do not want another client like this, or I do not want to serve a person like this. You know, even when it was that sort of seemingly negative thing, it was really about collecting information. So you want to collect information. I, I've said this to a few people over the past few days, it seems to be a theme. It's like, just start serving and allow it to be what it is. And, you know, and really that's where the self-compassion, which I know we'll talk more about later, um, comes in is just sort of like reminding yourself in every moment, it's okay. This is, you know, this is working. Um, I'm good to go here, you know? And so that's what I would say to someone who wants to figure out what their work is, start serving. And then secondly, if you want to know if a coach is right for you, I think that any desire to work with someone and to have support uh, from a person who's done what you're looking to do is a desire that gets to be honored and it's something to really look at and be, and then like just sort of, again, be open, like ask for the right person to come to you. And you'll maybe see a post from a specific coach that really strikes you and you're like, oh, I feel like I'm supposed to work with her, you know, like <laughs> you just sort of get this, um, for me, it's a knowing. That's how my intuition speaks up. And for me, with this, the coach that I'm working with right now and in the program that I'm in right now, I will share that the it manifested for me 24 hours after I had this huge mental breakthrough. So I was doing my own mindset work on my own, and I um, can't even remember how I got into it that morning. It was like... <laughs> It was like 4 a.m. in the morning. I hadn't been to sleep. I was like not feeling like I could fall asleep anytime soon. And I started to journal. And at some point it came out of me as I was journaling that I learned from watching my parents who had their own business that you keep money in-house, that you like do everything yourself. My, my mother had a full-time job, but she would come home and on nights and weekends, she would pack orders for my dad's business. And so I, I was exploring this in my journal and I, you know, I explored, I was actually feeling resentful of my, my mom and my dad for setting that example. Um, and I, I just kept sort of unraveling that yarn and I figured out that I had learned from them this model of decision making that would always keep my business small. And for me, it was this realization that <clears throat> If I want my business to grow and I want to build an empire in my lifetime, that I'm going to have to make decisions in a completely different way. And I don't know that everyone listening is going to need to process a very similar block, but for me, that was a huge block that was keeping me from investing at a next level in myself. And so I had that journaling realization and I even like, all right, so I realized if I want to build an empire in my lifetime, I'm going to have to have support. And I gave really light, easy thought to this desire I had to find support at a specific dollar amount. I was like, you know, I want to spend this much a month. It's, it's doable, but still feels stretchy to me. 
And I just like thought of it and I was like, okay, great. Like I'll find somebody at that price point. And um, I don't always recommend shopping for a coach based on price, but it just happened to, I gave easy thought to it. And then within 24 hours, I saw a post from my coach page affiliator who was sharing that she had this program and she had a payment plan that was that exact price point that I had in my head. And I was like, yes, like I just knew. And I, um, I actually felt the energy in my body wanting to lurch forward. Um, the best way I could describe that is like when you're riding a roller coaster and the, the train car is about to go right over that first hill and your body kind of moves forward. That was what my energy was doing inside my body. And so that has become my marker for knowing that something is right for me. Um, and I made the decision to invest and I have not regretted it since. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how we get these kinds of like intuitive nudges to go ahead and invest in a coach or get into some type of program. I, I feel totally the same way as well with that. Um, and I know maybe for some of my listeners, like a lot of them might be new to this type of thing and to the idea of getting a coach for themselves and they think that they're supposed to figure it out all on their own. But, um, it's amazing how much support there is out there. You know, there's coaches for like every type of thing that you're struggling through or everything that you're trying to become better at. So that's really awesome. Would you say that journaling has been like really big for you in terms of overcoming like your blocks and kind of organizing your thoughts? Absolutely. <laughs> I insist on starting my day with my journal. If I mean, I noticed um, a few years ago, I noticed when I didn't journal in the morning throughout the rest of the day, I was so irritable and like I would, I could snap in any second. And then for me on the days when I did journal, I was totally, I was so much more centered. And so that for me was like, click like in my brain I was like yep I know I got a journal every single day so I do and um there's oh my god there, like we could do a whole podcast on on journaling um it is it is so revolutionary for me and for everyone else that I get to do journaling it's it's incredible right um and kind of now leading into that self-compassion piece do you think that journaling has been helpful for you in terms of developing that self-compassion and kind of working through the blocks that you had with that? Absolutely. Uh, so I want to give a, a, an exercise since you asked it like that. <laughs> um, if you want to explore sort of where you may need to show yourself more compassion, a, and a fantastic exercise for that would be to at least once a day, but I would say even better if you do it up to three times a day, would be to pause what you're doing, break out your journal and ask yourself, what am I thinking right now? Ask yourself that and then just like fill the page, go or go for like 10 minutes, either Either give yourself a page count to hit or give yourself a, a time frame to do it in and just write down every thought that comes to you. 
because then you can explore, you can look at and see, you know, is there self-hate happening here? Is there, um, am I like freaking myself out about a future that doesn't exist? Uh, those are the two main areas where I see women really like putting themselves out of the game and they either just don't believe that they can do things and they're, and they're really nasty to themselves. Um, and we often learn that sort of self-talk from our mothers. I know I got this very harsh self-talk from my mother and I had to figure that out and begin to um, really just, be, so you're going to do that, right? You're going to write out what am I thinking right now? And then you're going to want to go through and just be like, it's okay that I think this. It's okay that I think this. It's okay that I think this. And just start making it okay that you think that way. Because that means that, you know, you're not continuing the cycle by beating yourself up for talking to yourself that way, uh, which is super important. Once you begin to just make it okay that you've been that harsh with yourself to start with, you're starting to soften and you're starting to show yourself that love that you really need. Um, and I think the best words for it are like, at some point, we ended up taking back, and I think your listeners are probably at that point where they're taking back for themselves the ability to, to be a mother to themselves. Like, yes, your mother's always probably always going to be in your life, but at some point, you have to be the warm, nurturing, mothering presence that you need for yourself. And so this is the work that will start you into that in a very conscious, beautiful way. Right. So let's say that they did this exercise and they found that they do have a lot of limiting beliefs around their self-worth and they just feel really down about themselves and their capabilities. Like, what would you say would be the next step for them? So it's, I'm going to repeat a point that I made, um, and then we can all elaborate and, and add some other things. But really, truly, the most amazing thing that you can do for yourself, and it's so, so simple, which is why a lot of people want to gloss over it, is to just say to yourself, it's okay, right? It's okay that I feel this way. It's okay that I'm thinking this way. Just start to soothe yourself that way and I I mean I still do this I still have it I still have this um I've still assigned this job in my brain of like saying to myself that I'm okay where I'm at so like I've learned a lot more about my own personal energy for instance and I'm not built in a way where I have consistent energy every single day and can do like go, go, go. I'm not someone who could like work an eight hour uh, work day. I'm someone who I do work in short bursts and then I need to give myself time to rest and like watch TV or just close my eyes or whatever. And, um, and since we grow up in a way that's very anti that, I still had that voice in my head that was like, this is not okay. I can't just like lay here and be lazy. Like, you know, and so I just, in those moments, I would be like, no, it's really okay that I lay here and watch this TV show. And if I had to say it to myself 30 times in a row, I did. 
and I still do. Like I'll still do that if I need to. Um, so that's number one is please just start letting yourself be okay where you're at. Um, it is, there's nothing worse than piling on top of like self-doubt or self-hate or limiting beliefs with more of that and more self-judgment. Um, so telling yourself it's okay is the, the biggest first step you can make and it's the step you're going to repeat and repeat and repeat. And then for, let's see, for limiting beliefs, there is, there is amazing work that you can do. There are lots of different healing modalities and so you can explore those. Um, I my so my page my uh, my coach page has an amazing process called play and the first part of that is about reclaiming our power from discomfort and from limiting beliefs. So her work is amazing. Definitely, I recommend checking her out. Um, and then there's a process called the emotional freedom technique. I can't say that I use this consistently for myself, but I've used it in moments where. I felt like I was at an extreme low point and needed it. So uh, Google the emotional freedom technique or tapping. They are called those things. And um, you can find tons of resources on YouTube for free to learn about EFT and about tapping. There's another process, and I've worked with a woman, Jen Sincherak, who uses this process called matrix re-imprinting, which actually takes tapping and uses it in the context of a memory. So when we would do a session, she would ask me what was going on for me in my life at the moment, and we would explore what physical sensations I was feeling. And then she would ask me for the origin of that physical sensation. She'd ask me a question like, when was the first time you remember ever feeling that way? And it would usually always bring up this bring up a memory from my childhood so the things that we carry now as we enter adulthood or are in adulthood the things that are limiting beliefs usually have an origin in our childhood right and it came from a moment where um let's take an example like there was one time we did a session um me and Jen, where we ended up going back to a moment when I was at a coach factory, like a coach factory store with my parents. And my dad wanted to buy me this bag. He felt it was an investment piece and it would be great for me to have for the rest of my life. And my mom looked at the price tag and was like, are you kidding me? She can't have this. She's too young. You know, like very typical um, parental reaction to that. And, um, and it created this belief in me that like I'm not worth having what I want or or that I'm not worth investment pieces or whatever the, you know, but I think it played out in ways other than just straight up buying stuff. But it created this and played into this belief that I'm not worthy. So we did this, we do the we would do these sessions where she would ask me when's the earliest time I felt like that. And then we would she would guide me through tapping on uh, the, a younger version of myself. So if you, she has, um, if you don't mind me recommending another, a second podcast. Yeah, uh, no Jen has a podcast called The Conscious Entrepreneur. And she, we recorded two of our sessions 
where she was straight up coaching me through this process. Um, so you can go and find those. I don't remember the episode numbers that I'm on, but awesome stuff. You can listen for free and get a sense of what the process is like. So there are lots of different healing techniques and modalities for helping you really eliminate belief. And I want to say that there's one thing that so many mindset people, mindset coaches and such do not give as much airtime to as like, I don't know, other things, but really ultimately I want you to remember you have free will. So when you identify a specific limiting belief, you get to make a free will decision that you are no longer beholden to it. And I mean, that's what happened when I went through and I figured out that I was making decisions from a small business sort of mindset that I had earned from my, learned from my parents. And then I made a free will decision like, no, I'm ready to build an empire. I'm going to do different. And I just got the opportunity to like hold that energy and hold that decision and act in a way that reflected my new normal, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And it's, it can be a painful process, right? Like I know for me, remembering like why I have some limiting beliefs um, was almost painful, but I think what you said about free will is so important because as soon as we start realizing that we have, you know, told ourselves these lies almost and have lived with these types of limiting beliefs, um, we can make a decision to shift them. And I think that's really amazing. Um, do you have any tips for like how to create a new belief system and make sure it sticks? Because I know it's like we can tell ourselves that this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to operate. But do you have any tips for making that new belief stick? Sure. So this is going to be very practical. I love giving practical exercises. <laughs> so I want you to get a separate like composition book or notebook or journal, whatever you want it to look like, get a separate book that is exclusively for your new beliefs. And so when you've identified, like you can do the identification process on like scrap paper, even if you want, identify your limiting beliefs and then or, or like the current story that's giving you these results that don't feel good to you. And so identify that and then flip it on its head. What would it look like if it were the opposite? You know, what would that belief statement sound like? Write that out and then you're gonna put it in this new composition book or journal. And you're gonna give each new belief its own page or its own spread. And you're gonna write it at the top of the page so you may do this with, maybe you'll have five new beliefs to start with. Maybe you have one new belief to start with. It doesn't matter how many you start with, um, but you have this book and then you want to have that book near your bedside. So before you go to bed and right when you wake up in the morning, you're going to go through the book and you are going to read each belief aloud if you can, aloud is best because hearing your own voice say it does something in your brain that triggers that triggers it at a deeper level because um, you're going to say the new belief out loud and then you're going to it's actually great if you do a two-page do i want to tell you to do a two-page spread yeah do a two-page spread because you can um you're going to read the new belief aloud and then you're going to ask yourself what 
would my life look like if I fully accepted this new belief? And you're going to like write out some things, sort of imagining, playing with it, allowing yourself to feel like that new belief has taken root at a deep, deep level, right? So write that out. And then every single day, like maybe at nighttime, this is the part of your ritual, you go through, you read each belief, and you ask yourself and put on that second page for the belief. You're going to say, like, what evidence have I seen today that this is true for me? And start recording your evidence. You are in this way, you are completely reinforcing these beliefs and you'll begin to go through your day and things will happen to you and you'll be like, holy crap, like that's, yes, that's, oh my God, that reflects the new belief, right? Like, <laughs> it, and, and oh my God, when you have those moments, they, they give so much to you. Like I can feel, I can feel the excitement and relief and the joy that, your listeners are going to have when they go about this process and they begin to see their new beliefs coming to life. It is truly incredible. Um, and so I'm going to do that. And that is my, um, my really, truly my favorite way for you to implement this new belief system for you to practice it and reflect on it and really watch it grow. That is awesome. I think that's, like a wonderful way to end off this episode. You know, people have some practical things they can work on. And I know that's something that I should go back and do again as well with the beliefs. So thank you so much, Rosella, for being here. You are and, so welcome. <laughs> and giving us all this useful advice and sharing your pow powerful story. Um, I really loved listening to it. I hope you guys did too. So where can they find you if they want to connect with you and learn more? Sure. You can follow me pretty much everywhere across the internet at Rosella LaFever. Um, and I have a Facebook group. You can uh, go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Rosella LaFever and you'll find my group and you can join. And um, that is a great place to in private, um, but still with in front of others so that they're witnessing you and learning from what you're learning from. You can ask me questions and get support and I'll help you to achieve everything you want to achieve. Amazing. So yeah, if you are listening to this, make sure to take a screenshot and tag at the Positivity Boss and at Rosella Lafever on Instagram so we can appreciate you for listening and know that you're getting value from this. So yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you, Rosella. And we will see you all next Sunday. <laughs>